Welcome back, everybody, to episode eight of the Rule Your Pool podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight, and with me today, of course, is Jared Morgan. Jared's, Jared's, plural, that's both of you. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, man. I'm happy to be here. So today we are rounding out the series of episodes that we've been doing on the Langlier Saturation Index, the LSI. The several episodes prior to this, we've covered all the other five factors because there's just six factors that go into the LSI. And today is the final one, cyanuric acid. And before we get into this, we're going to have a whole series of episodes on cyanuric acid and how it impacts just about every other chemistry in the pool. Today, we're just focusing on how CYA impacts the LSI. So how does cyanuric acid, chlorine stabilizer, if you didn't know, how does that impact water balance, not chlorination? So you ready to get into it? Let's do it because you're right. This would be a very long podcast if we were to get into all the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to stay focused. There's three takeaways. Um, CYA, the higher your CYA, the lower your LSI. The second takeaway is it accumulates and it stays in your pool for a long time. And the third takeaway is while it is important to alkalinity and to the LSI, it's equally, if not more important to chlorination. So this lesson of keeping your CYA regulated, it is our fourth pillar of proactive pool care and it cannot be overstated. So this is a very important topic. So let's get into it. This is episode eight of the Rule Your Pool podcast. Let's go. Welcome to Rule Your Pool, the podcast by Arenda that explains and simplifies pool chemistry so that anybody, regardless of experience, can understand it. I'm your host, Eric Knight, bringing clarity to these subjects so that you can bring clarity to your water. If you're ready to rule your pool, then let's go. So in the last episode, we talked about total dissolved solids. And the higher your TDS, the lower your LSI. Well, there's one other factor of the six that also has that inverse relationship, and that's cyanuric acid. So there's six factors to the LSI. Four of them, when they rise, they also bring up the LSI. That's pH, alkalinity, calcium hardness, and water temperature. These two are the opposite, TDS and CYA. So the reason for that is actually because the LSI formula requires knowing the carbonate alkalinity. Now, we touched in this in, I believe, episodes two and three, but carbonate alkalinity includes both carbonate and bicarbonate. It's basically total alkalinity and subtracting cyanurate alkalinity because cyanuric acid actually does have some buffering capacity in your water. So we have to deduct that to actually get a realistic carbon and alkalinity. In advance, the math that we're about to explain um, is abbreviated. You can look on our website. You can find numerous other sources to actually look at the exact formula, but uh, the Arenda app does all this math for you. So you actually just put in the total alkalinity in the Arenda app and your cyanuric acid, and behind the scenes, it does all the math. You don't have to worry about this. So Jared, how do we subtract cyanurate alkalinity from total? The cyanuric level, you take roughly a third of that. Let's say it's a, you've got a cyanuric acid of 100. 
You're going to take a third of that, which is roughly 30 parts per million, 33. 33 and a third, yeah. Let's go 90. Let's go go easy math. Let's say you have 90 stabilizer. So 90, you got a third of that at 30. You take your Sineric minus your TA, your total alkalinity level of, say, you measured 100. So you got 100 minus 30, giving you 70 Sineric alkalinity. Right. Uh, 70 carbon and alkalinity. Carbon. That's yeah, right. I, I knew what you meant, but for the sake of the audience listening, not looking, yes, you take approximately one third, that's the rule of thumb, one third of your CYA, and you take that number and subtract it from your total alkalinity. So as Jared said, if you had 100 total alkalinity and you have 90 stabilizer, a third of 90 is 30. You take 30 from 100, you're left with 70 carbon and alkalinity. Now, we at Arenda have four pillars of proactive pool care that we teach. And that fourth pillar is minimal CYA. The reason for that, not only for chlorination, but as it pertains to the LSI, is if you have optimal sunlight protection, but your CYA is lower, say 30 to 50, ideally about 30, that deduction becomes small enough that it's not necessarily a deal breaker. It's not going to harm your LSI in a hugely noticeable way. So for instance, if you have, again, for easy math, you have 30 parts per million CYA, you're only deducting 10 from your total alkalinity. So if you had 90 total alkalinity and you now have 80, that's still pretty good. And do that on the calculator. You'll see it doesn't make that huge of a difference on the LSI. You can easily maintain LSI balance with that going on. So uh, if you visit our website, there's a chart. And why this matters, not only for the LSI, is this carbon and alkalinity thing matters a lot. Yes, it is one of the six factors in the LSI, but it also determines the pH ceiling. Remember back in, I think, episode two or three, we talked about pH and depth and how it wants to climb naturally thanks to Henry's law. Well, there's a ceiling. At some point, your carbon dioxide is going to equalize with the atmosphere above the pool. When that happens, you have hit a pH ceiling. Your your pH is not rising anymore naturally, but where that ceiling is located actually is directly dependent upon your carbonate alkalinity. So here we are again. It's not asking for your total alkalinity. It's asking for your carbonate. And generally speaking, in good ranges, your ceiling is going to be around 8.2 something. That's where we want it to be because if you had too much, then you could have scale issues. And if you have too little, you could have etching issues because it's very hard to maintain a balanced LSI when your alkalinity is tanked. So in fact, uh, Jared, you've done this before. In fact, I think it was you or a customer that called you discovered that if you have more than three times your alkalinity in cyanuric acid. So for instance, say you have a trichlor pool that has 70 alkalinity and you have 220 cyanuric acid, that's more than three times, you get an error message. And that's because a third of your CYA is more than your total alkalinity. So you have effectively no carbon and alkalinity, or at least from a calculation perspective. So what happens, exactly what happens, 
when you get to that point, you actually get a negative number. And in our formula, you're supposed to take the square root of said number. Well, it's impossible to take the square root of a negative number, which is why it errors out. So anybody that plugs that into their calculator and they get an error, that's why you can't take the square root of a negative number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, just having an error message on the Arenda app is not nearly as significant as the actual consequences in the water. Absolutely not. But, and I've seen it so many, and let's be realistic, 200, that's pretty high. Now, granted, it happens. I've seen it. You've seen oh, it. Yeah, I've seen 300. More, yeah. More reality level is 150, 160. That mm -hmm. is a very common cyanuric level. So let's say you're doing range chemistries, which obviously you blew the cyanuric out of the water. Well, if you're maintaining 80 to 120 alkalinity and you're subtracting away your cyanuric alkalinity, you're, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. It, it's, it's a deceptive thing and, and it's not linear either. So, it, you know, zero to 50 makes a change of X on the LSI, but 50 to hundred is going to be a bigger number than X. It's going to lower faster than 100 to 150 is even more than that. So it's not quite linear. It's not exponential, but the higher your CYA, the bigger and bigger each part per million makes a difference. So keep that in mind on the LSI because it, remember, it's a percentage and it's not just a linear part per million thing. So CYA accumulates. In the last episode, we talked about total dissolved solids. CYA accumulates just like total dissolved solids and it needs to be physically removed. Eventually, it can get oxidized out, but it takes a lot of time. But um, by and large, dilution is the best solution. You could also reverse osmosis this. Um, there's some specific bacteria that can actually nitrify it, but then you get some ammonia compound and you get combined chlorine and, and you have to dechlorinate for that bacteria to even survive. It's kind of a mess. But dilution, by, by and large, is the best solution. And where this cyanuric acid comes from and accumulates is dichlor trichlor and just regular cyanuric acid that's added to the water, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you don't typically have an accumulation problem if you're buying CYA and putting it in a pool. Like a like a HOA community center pool will put CYA in at the beginning of the summer, but they're feeding liquid non-stabilized chlorine all, all summer. They're not going to ever have an accumulation problem because they're not using a stabilized chlorine like dichlor or trichlor on a regular basis. It's the tab pools and the ones that shock with dichlor that have this issue. And I think just for good measure, we should tell everybody what the cyanuric level increases on a dichlor, one pound of dichlor and one pound of trichlor. Are you quizzing me? I am, just because I think it really drives home the point of it does not take very long to get an elevated cyanuric level. Okay, I hope I get this right. Even though we wrote Arenda Academy, I know it's in there. I got to remember this now. So one pound of trichlor, in 10,000 gallons of water raises your CYA approximately 6 to 6.5 parts per million. Correct. Do I have that right? It's yeah, I think it yeah, you're right in between there. Yeah, it depends on the brand, but it's usually around 6. It can be as high as 6.5, I heard, but again, it you know, there's multiple sources here. So So usually, when you're trying to maintain around 30 and you're adding a pound to the pool, you just do that five times and you're there. Yeah, you're there. It will accumulate fast. Yeah. And who's only adding one pound a week? Uh, not a lot. I've talked to so many people that their standard practice is to put 
four, five, six tabs into their chlorinator mm-hmm. and just turn it on full blast. Well, they have a, call it a 15,000 gallon pool and they're using six tabs a week. Mm-hmm. That's three pounds into a yeah. 15,000 gallon pool. So each tab is half a pound? Yes. Right. So so two tabs is going to be six parts per million, call it, in 10,000 gallons of water. So you do the math, accumulation happens pretty quick. And then you throw into evaporation and you talk about other things that accumulate the rest of TDS. Um, just be aware. CYA climbs. It will climb if you're using stabilized chlorine. It, you have to rein that in. Um, again, we'll have future episodes where we talk about the actual health reasons for that because of sanitization impacts. But right now we're sticking to LSI. So the and final honestly, takeaway- that's, that's the primary reason why we, not the primary, but a reason why we promote proactive approach to water chemistry and try to make things as efficient as possible so you're not having to use six tabs mm-hmm. or shock with dichlor uh, you know, aggressively. So all these things come into consideration. Right, right. And well, the final takeaway is yes, while the CYA's impact on the LSI is real and it, it does increase the higher you get, it is important, but as important, if not more important, is cyanuric acid's detriment to chlorine at high levels. I mean, it's a necessary evil to uh, prevent sunlight degradation, at least at low levels. But what a lot of people don't realize is you don't need a lot of CYA to protect a lot of chlorine. You you just don't. You're going to get a lot of sunlight protection at lower levels. But where it really gets out of hand is people just don't even think about CYA when they're balancing their pool. So if you use the Arenda app and you're trying to look at your LSI, forget about CYA for a second. Balance your water and get that number green and then put that CYA CYA up to 150 if it's a trichlor pool. You'll be shocked at what happens to that number. It can go aggressive like that. And this is the reality that we have certainly in the Sunbelt states that don't ever really have a chance to drain maybe every few years, but they don't have a winterization time. So they don't have that rain dilution of distilled water that the Northeast and the Midwest get when rain and snow come in. So it just accumulates and it grows and it grows. And by the way, uh, how many times have we heard customers calling us and saying, hey, you know, I drained my pool to get rid of the CYA and then I filled it back up and I already had 80. Well, that's because cyanuric acid absorbs into your plaster. Little known fact, or at least we think it does. Maybe it sticks to it, but <laughs> we've had that happen quite a bit. People tell us, no, I drained it, man. We acid washed it. We did all this stuff. And then we filled it up and we already had 80 CYA or 30 CYA or whatever it is. It's crazy. This stuff stays around. And at some point, you're going to hit a saturation point that your CYA is too high and you'll start, you know, if there's enough copper in the water or coming from your heat exchanger, by the way. Side plug, do not put trichlor in a skimmer basket. Trichlor's pH is 2.8. You put that through your pump system, you'll have a low pH, and eventually you're going to start seeing copper staining because it's it's eating out the, uh, the core of your heat exchanger and you can get staining. But at some point, that staining can turn purple and you get copper or, cyanurate. Or if you have a pool plumbed with flex hose, flex plumbing, mm-hmm. you can absolutely demolish some flex hose with a low pH that'll turn it to marshmallows. Mm. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I've seen pictures where you get a, just a piece of flex hose that had trichlor running through it for a couple of years and it's just blown up and turned to marshmallows. You get no more flow anymore. Talk about a leak. Mm. 
It's a pretty easy way to get one. So um, the final point here is one of the biggest questions we get is how do you reduce CYA? And I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Jared, how would you reduce CYA? Our, our best practices on reducing CYA is draining or diluting. Mm-hmm. If there were a way that were more cost effective than reverse osmosis, we would be talking about that too and including it. But right now, the best, most reliable, safest way is to drain and dilute. You don't and have to drain, drain all of it. There are chemicals out there, but they are pretty finicky. So that's just something that we don't generally recommend. But draining and diluting is our best practices uh, to get that level down. Just because usually when you get to that point, you need to do your TDS gets high. Remember, we talked on that last mm-hmm. episode. Everything you know, accumulates. So, yeah. So it's just time to turn it over and get it, get it fresh. And honestly, part of that draining or diluting is just building in an extra backwash cycle. If you have a sander or a DE filter. Just backwash it more. You can dilute it more. You can keep those levels under control and just build that into your maintenance to where you're flushing more of the quote unquote old water out and putting in more fresh water. Yeah. And and just as a side note, if you have a vinyl liner pool, you don't want to drain too much because it can then wrinkle. Always consult a professional if you have this issue, if you're going to drain. We've seen pools that have hydrostat issues where the pool literally floats out of the ground if you drain it too fast. So don't just go out and drain more than six inches of your pool if you're a homeowner listening to this. Six inches is fine, but don't go too much more than that because the there's big consequences that could potentially happen. And Arenda's certainly not liable for it. So we're not we're not telling you to do that. But dilution of your water is going to be the best way to lower CYA. Jared, is there anything you want to add to that? No, I agree. Definitely consult a professional if you're gonna yeah. have to drain your pool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that. Um, it's not as easy as it sounds. So anyway, um, this has been episode eight and it rounds out our segment or our series on the Langlier saturation index. And in closing, the Langlier saturation index, those six factors, pH, alkalinity, carbon alkalinity, I should say, pH, carbon and alkalinity, calcium hardness, water temperature, total dissolved solids, and cyanuric acid they determine how balanced your water is relative to the saturation level of calcium carbonate. So when we say water balance, we're talking about the LSI. Use the Arenda app. The LSI is there every time you use it. Real-time updates. That's what matters to the balance. And in the future series, uh, the next few episodes, we haven't decided. We may go more into CYA or we may go into sanitization and start with CYA because the two disciplines of water chemistry are balance and sanitization. Other than CYA, they're not really that directly related, but CYA is definitely important for both. Anything you'd like to add here, Jared? And sometimes I think that people, well, not sometimes, absolutely, people abuse chemicals that they're putting into their pool and these levels get out of control and that just creates compensating in other places, which you know we're trying to make it to where you're not you know, fighting with your pool all the time. You're, what do we, what do we call it on our first couple of episodes? Guiding it or helicopter parenting. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to helicopter parent our, and I'm a parent by the way. So don't worry guys. I I can say that. Um, I don't want to helicopter parent my kids per se. And I don't really want to helicopter my pool because I don't have enough time to do that. Uh, and that's the ultimate goal. We want you to enjoy it, be proactive and, uh, just have a best practices that you feel comfortable with. 
As always, if you have any questions, you can comment in the comment section below because this will be posted in our blog. You can also comment in the comments on YouTube below because this will be online. Thank you again for listening to the Rule Your Pool podcast. I'm Eric Knight, Jared Morgan, my co-host. We are happy to help you out and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Rule Your Pool, a podcast by Orenda Technologies. For more information on what we discussed in this week's episode, check the links in the description or visit www.orendatech.com. I hope you find this show valuable enough that you tap that subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can also like us on Facebook and social media. And with our help, you'll be able to rule your pool without over-treating it with chemicals and wasting money. I'll see you next episode. 